for me, I think the challenge is getting enough on there because what you want to do, I mean, I love Nora Roberts. I don't know. I just, I love her. And when I read her, you know, that little dip you get in your stomach, right? Like that, that you're reading it. You're like, oh, please, please do something. And it's not necessarily about, you know, reading them, doing something. It's about that moment where you're just so hopeful that they will. Welcome to Steam Scenes, the podcast about... Wait, hold on. Sure, sex is, well, sexy, but it's also sassy, and it's silly, and it's fun. Hi, I'm El Greco, and I write steamy romance. On my podcast, Steam Scenes, I'm joined by my fellow romance authors for some explosive, (laughs) see what I did there? Conversations on writing all the naughty bits. Sit back, relax, and join us for some scintillating conversation on Steam Scenes. Jody Halford is joining us today on Steam Scenes. Jody is a multi-published author of contemporary romance with the Kendrick Place series, Love Unexpected series, For Love of the Game series, and several standalones, as well as Cozy Mysteries, the Britain Bay series. Book one of her newest Cozy Mystery series will release from Tool Publishing in August 2022. She's unintentionally funny and rarely on time for anything, but she was on time for this podcast. Just saying. <laughs> she has an equal amount of love for writing and reading the Sighworthy moments in a book. She also writes under the pen name Sophie Sullivan Library, reads pick 10 rules for faking it, released December 2020. And that book filled my Instagram feed for weeks. Did it really? It did. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It did. If I, it was like everybody I knew was reading it, and I was oh. like, oh my god, like yeah. And so, um, so oh, when that I makes saw me it, so happy. So when I saw it in your bio, I was like, oh my god, this is so <laughs> that cool. That makes me so happy. Yeah, that's yeah, wonderful. it totally filled my IG feed. <laughs> that's awesome. And um, and how to love your neighbor, which I guess is going to be uh, book two for that one, or is that it just is? A yep, Jen, yep, it's okay. um, book two, another brother, and it comes out in January. January 2022. My God, that's happening, isn't it? It is. I know. Doesn't that seem crazy? Oh, wow. Yeah. When I, when, yeah. I looked at, when I was reading your bio, I was like, oh, man, that's such a long way away. Yeah. No, it's I not. Know. No, it's, it's not. not. It's going to be here before we know it. Oh, my God. Well, Jody, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And I was almost late. Oh, <laughs> I had to get on track because you know what? And then I realized the reason I'm always late is because I'm like, okay, I have two minutes. I, I actually looked. I'm like, okay, it's 9.58. I have time to post this. This will be okay. And then a friend texted. So I was like, okay, I have time to answer that. And then it was 9.59. And then at 10 o'clock, I'm like, oh my God, I hadn't even plugged in the, the earphones yet. So I was like, oh. And then when it went through and I clicked on it and it was still not 10.01 yet, I was like, hey, I did it. That's good. <laughs> Well, well done. <laughs> well you. done. It was close. I um I actually like one one time and thank God it was only one time and thank God Bethany Bennett you are such a lovely lovely human <laughs> being. Um I was I was I was doing the interview with her and I was editing and yeah. before and I did this I basically did that I looked at my clock and I was like oh my oh I've got like an hour I've got to, I've got time to do. <gasps> oh, no. And then, you know, when you're that in that editing mode and you just get lost yeah. and I got lost and all of a sudden it was like, it was like 10 after quarter after. And I just oh, happened no. to look at my phone and I saw an email from her and I was like, Oh, 
Oh no. Oh, that's the <laughs> yeah, worst. Like, yeah. It was the worst. I felt terrible. Yeah. I yeah. felt terrible. Um, so, and she was such a, she was so lovely about it and such a sport. And I adored her for not absolutely hating me and being like, no kidding. Well, and you know, it's really, e it's so easy to get caught up in something else. And we spend so much time multitasking and doing so many different things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing actually how much we, we do in a day because yeah. on the one hand, like we've got our writing time and then maybe we're editing a book and then we've got all sorts of admin stuff that goes yep. along with it, which yeah. is such a time suck. It's such a, it's such a strange thing. Um, and with TikTok and stuff, I've been spent, I spent a lot of time this summer thinking about that. I don't, you know, it's hard because you do need to do all of those things and get your newsletter out. I'll spend like two hours on my computer doing, getting my newsletter ready to go to my publicist and all these different things. And it's like, I sat down to write and I haven't written because mm -hmm. I had to post on social media and I had to do this. And should I be on TikTok? And, you know, it's, it's interesting because when I started writing, all I wanted to do was write books. Yeah, that, that's not what so it is anymore. Yeah, there is so much more to it. So yeah. are you on TikTok? I am not because I made the decision. I just, I don't think I can do it. I really don't think I can do it. Okay. What's holding you back? One, I think I'd be lousy at it. I'm not a performer. Um, I, I, I've watched so many of, you know, because when you go on Instagram now, which I really do love Instagram, um, when you go on Instagram, those, it comes up, you know, you'll see little snippets of people's TikTok videos mm -hmm. and they're, they're entertaining and they're funny and I don't know if it's scripted or what but I'm just like I don't you know I am unintentionally funny if I go on there and try to be funny or I try to do something a certain way I'll spend my time like oh, just thinking that you know oh this this isn't how I wanted it to be I'll spend so much time second guessing it yeah and I'm just not naturally you know I'm not I you know, I love, there's so many authors I love and I'm, I'm seeing them go on there and do these dances and stuff. I'm like, I'm not dancing for you guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like, you guys don't want to see me yeah, dance. I, lo me. I love you guys and I am so grateful for readers, but <laughs> I don't want to wreck things. I, <laughs> I want you to remember me fondly. Yeah, like, that was my dancing. Let's let's go with just the I write and don't dance. <laughs> so I just and I see these things and I'm a teacher in real life too. And so what the, the kids come in and they're doing these TikTok dances and I teach grade six and they are just adorable. It's a fun age, but they'll come in and they'll be, come on, Miss Wolford, like let's do this TikTok dance. And you know what you know when we were younger, the little hand clap thing that, you know, you do those little songs and clap your hands and all these different uh, yeah patterns. yeah yeah i can't even do that anymore so when they're trying to do these tiktok dances and i know they're just laughing at me but it's fine yeah but i don't need to be recorded doing that like i just i just can't so oh. So that's hard no hard no yeah, on it, tiktok it is and, and i was talking to um Alexa Martin the other day and I said, I can't believe you did. I can't believe you went on TikTok. She's like, it was hard. I just thought, no, I, one of the things my agent said when I first signed with her, and this actually ties into another question you said you sent about, you know, would I ever write steamy? Cause I don't. Mm -hmm. And it ties into that so well is if you, if it doesn't feel authentic, if you can't do it really well, don't do it. 
and mm-hmm. and that applies to I think for me the social media the the steamy scenes the you know I'd rather focus on what I can do well right and it's not like I don't that I don't mean that you know I'd never branch out and try something new but it's just yeah I don't think it's a platform for me <laughs> Okay, so I think I think now's a good time to sort of add for people listeners that don't know you or your work. Yes. Jody writes sweet. I do. She writes do. sweet. There isn't even a close the door, you know. Um Samantha Chase came on, she's closed the door. Yeah. Um and she's closed the door at the very last minute, so you do get a little bit of action. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love her by the way. She's I, fantastic. She is I wonderful. I saw her I saw her at a conference and she was she, I was standing beside her and she was, I think she was standing with Carly Phillips and I just, I just looked at her. I'm like, I can't even talk to you. And she's like, yes, you can. I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> she is fantastic. I adore her. And she was one of the first guests on Aww. this show and she was just so much fun to talk to oh, and just fantastic. a really all around wonderful human being. So yeah. yay. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad that you know her. Yeah. Well, she, she wouldn't remember me just some random girl that was like, I can't talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got on the escalator and my husband's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> oh my God. You know, um, Bethany's speaking of Bethany, Bethany's mm. husband was with her at a con- uh, conference and she met a very famous historical romance writer whose name goes right out my head when Uh-oh. I'm trying to think of it. Um, and, and it was basically like, she had the same thing yeah. going on where she was like, yeah. I can't even talk to you. And her husband was also with her. I'm finding it fascinating that your husbands go to these. I've never gone to a conference. So Whoa. I'm finding it really fascinating that the husbands are going with you. Yeah. Well, this one was in Colorado. It was my first RWA before RWA stopped being a thing. And it was in Colorado and he is a massive Denver Broncos fan. Like it's tattooed on his arm. Um, and so, of course, he was coming to Colorado. So it was a family vacation. And my my oldest daughter actually writes as well. She was 14 at the time. So being surrounded by writers was just everything to her. And so he oh. came. But, yeah, I gave him lots of opportunities for mark, m- mocking because, he, you know, you think he's walking around with me just to be supportive. But I think it was just for amusement because there were so many. <laughs> you know, when, when you... When you're a writer, you like your rock stars are the other writers, right? Yes. So like, yes. and my oldest daughter is like a agent savant. Like she, she knows every agent. You say a book, she'll tell you who they thanked in the acknowledgments and who the That's agent amazing. was. It's amazing. Um, but so she was like fangirling hard over like you know the agents from New Leaf and stuff, and I'm fangirling over the writers, and it was just it was. I'm sure it was very amusing for him, but yeah, he. He had a great time and he likes to talk to people. So that's so cool. Well, Bethany's husband basically did the same thing. He kind of like was like poking her and was like, go talk to her. (laughs) And she's like, I can't, I'll die. You know? Yes. Yeah. You don't want to die right in front of them. (laughs) Sort of like these really great stories. I was like, oh my God, that's hilarious. And I'm going to my first conference, very small. Since I've never done one before in the fall, um, which yeah, hopefully doesn't get COVID canceled. Um, I hope not. I hope not. And so when I booked it, I was I said to my husband, "Okay, I'm going to be away these days. I'm going to this conference." And he's like, "Can I go?" And I was like, "You want to?" Yeah, I'm happy to have you. But then he changed his mind. Oh, that's too bad because it it's a fun. It's I hadn't been to one like that either, and it was all these romance writers, and it's just this 
I was listening to something yesterday and somebody said, oh, it was so neat to see romance writers fangirl over other romance writers. And that's what it is, right? Like you spend so much time in your own head at your computer thinking, and especially social media is like such a double-edged sword. I I spend, you know, I go on, I'm like, oh, she got a book deal and she got a movie deal and stuff. And I'm so jealous. And then you meet them and you're like, oh my God, I'm so in awe. I just want to talk to you and be near you. Yeah. And it's such a neat thing because you see all these people that you love and admire and their words just, you know, change you. And they're sitting there fangirling over the person next to them. Like, it's just, it's a neat community it's a it's a wonderful thing to be part of I agree those those conferences I mean I've only been to the one big one like that but it was a it was a really cool opportunity to you know Kristen Higgins was walking around with books in her hand and she was Mm. hilarious and she it was just so it was very cool Okay, I'm starting. Like, I'm nervous and I'm excited and I'm excited yeah. and ner- like I'm just. It's uh, it's going to be really cool, I think, because part of the reason why I started this podcast was because I felt so isolated. Yeah. Um, particularly yeah. during COVID, you know, I had yes. ma- I had promised myself 2020 I'd get out there and go on the conferences, um, and and like I, I but I just feel so. I guess the imposter syndrome is strong yep. in me, you yep. know. Absolutely. So it was so hard for me to like actually do it. And I was like, 2020 is my year. I'm going to go out. Yeah. I'm going to prep. I'm going to go to a conference. I'm going to go to and a then 2020 conference. said no. <laughs> 2020 was like, <laughs> no, you're not. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. You're going to stay home yeah. all year <laughs> with everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to stay home. Yeah. So yeah. So, so I, I forced myself to, to book this conference. So I'm excited. I'm nervous. I think it's yeah. going to be really cool. And I am looking, just looking forward to being around other writers. Yes. Yes. And you end up in these great conversations and stuff. And I think, I mean, I think imposter syndrome is just, we don't realize how prevalent it is no matter mm-hmm. what stage we get to. And I actually had the honor of meeting Jennifer Probes. I don't know if you've read her, um, right naked. But I read that at a time that it just was so strong. It's like, you know, I was a fluke and I'm never going to get, it was before I got the St. Martin's deal for Sophie Sullivan. And I was like, this is it. I'm done. And, you know, reading about her, who is this literally signed a million dollar contract. And she was just like, and now instead of worrying if I'm going to get signed, I worry about, am I going to hit the list? Because now it's an expectation. And it's just, it really made me stop and think okay, I need to appreciate these moments because, you know, whatever, two months ago, two years ago, I would have loved to be at the moment I'm at now. Yeah. Right? So yeah. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's a really hard thing. And I think a lot of people, especially with social media and, you know, it's wonderful to see things, especially if you're friends with these authors, but it's, it's, it's a lot thrown at you, right? Makes mm-hmm. you feel like you're not doing enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's always something more. Yes. That we yes. could be doing. There's always another yeah. book to write. There's always another social media post. Yes. There's always another, you know, and then just straight down to the TV deals and the movie deals and yes. the content deals. And I'm just going, I'm yep. just, you know, and it's, it's like, I've really forced myself to put some blinders on. Yep. Yeah. And, and just like force myself to kind of not even think about it and, and just sort of go, if you just keep writing the damn book, something's yes. going to break. Yes. Yes. And that's just it. And, you know, with my oldest daughter being a writer as well, I, you know, I try to really, I try to really follow what I say to her. Cause it's one thing to say it. It's another to practice it, but just, you know, like your journey is meant to be your journey. This is, this is the path you're on. You right. got to just 
you know, keep going and write what feels good and which is part of why, you know, all those times where I'm reading these, I just read a Tessa Bailey book and oh my God, it was good. It was so good, but it is like graphic. And I was like, you know, I, I don't think I could do that. I wish I could, but it, you know, I don't know if it's the steamy scenes that are actually hooking the people. I mean, they're wonderful to read, but it's also a fantastic book, right? Like people aren't just picking it up for the steamy scenes, but they're there and then I wonder, okay, should I, you know, take a workshop in this or, you know, but I think you just, although, which I'm sure my husband would appreciate, right? There's side benefits to that. Um, okay, that might be something I cut later. <laughs> I might make you edit. Um, but, you know, but you just have to be true to what, what feels right for you to write. And for right. me, it's that kind of lead off the page where, you know, you know where things are going, but you're not coming with them. <laughs> well, I think, I, well, okay. So I, I think that this is sort of interesting because one of the things that I had been hearing was that there was a pivot to sweet romance. I after, saw that question. Yeah. Like after years and years of, you know, 50 shades of gray yes, and, yes. you know, and then really that push into the erotic romance. Is it, is it romance? Is it erotica? Yes, yes. You know, that sort of graphic on the page, look, women, you know, yeah. women are, women have sex. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, and enjoy it. And enjoy it. Imagine yeah. that. Um, there's been actually um, the pendulum has swung back to sweet. And I think it's really funny that you're, you're questioning that. And, and when I, I was just looking over your questions and I know they were just samples or whatever, but I got stuck on that one. Cause I was like, is there, is there a, is there a shift back to sweet? And then of course there's so much stuff online about, you know, should we be calling it sweet? Does that mean the other one isn't, you know, the whole idea of clean romance. Does it, 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 there's so much conversation about just even the terminology, but when I write, you know, I honestly feel like I've pushed my own envelope. And it's still very, very tame. Um, I know when I talk to other sweet authors, which sounds terrible, they're all very sweet. Um, but, you know, sweet writing <laughs> as opposed to the mean, nasty ones. Yeah. yeah, as opposed to the mean <laughs> ones I talk to all the time, which doesn't happen. I'm so lucky to be surrounded by great people. But you know what I mean? Like the sweet yeah. things. I know, um, and I'll say as an example, Sarah Adams, um, she's got her, her book, The Cheat Sheet, coming out. And she was like, oh, we talked about that because I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I hadn't realized until she asked me to read that she was, you know, off the page as well. And that wholesome romance or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I thought, you know, like I, I was kind of feeling isolated here. And she's like, no, no, um, this is this is what I do. And I was like, I love that. I love seeing another. There's so many great writers that are not putting it on the page. But I don't, I, I haven't gotten that sense that it's, the pendulum is swinging at all. And I don't mean one way or the other. I think right now, I don't know if it's COVID or what, but I think people are just reading everything they can get their hands on by authors that they enjoy. Yeah, right? It's like a or, yeah, yeah. Or, or authors that, you know, are recommended by other authors, which is, I mean, maybe I'm just thinking of that as a reader because I picked up Tessa Bailey because I loved, um, I hadn't read her before. Um, I love Shit Creek. Shit's Creek so much and it was you know comp to that so I read it and I wasn't maybe readers aren't picking it up for that they're picking it up for what it's connected to and the kind of joy it'll bring them I don't know I'm, right. I'm not positive although I would imagine 
if you're reading Tessa Bailey, you know that there's going to be steam. And if you're reading Sarah Adams or Jody Holford, you know that there's not. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I really you know, know. that's I, a long I, way to say, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know either. I mean, that was just something that I heard and somebody said, well, yeah, look at the, um, you know, look at the change in the covers, you know, the, yes. the, the, okay, the illustrated yeah. covers. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, cause I would never pick up an, you know, as a steamy writer, I would never yeah. put an illustrated cover no, on right. my book. You know, I feel like that sort of does it, you know, that's, I, I feel like that's going to give the wrong message. message. Yeah. 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 And I have friends who write, you know, on the page and we do talk about that when we get our covers and stuff. It's like, well, this doesn't send the right message. And it's like, you realize how much in that split second that a reader goes to pick up a book, you realize how much they are assuming by that mm -hmm. cover, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I don't think there's been a huge amount of conversation for readers around that. Okay. Because I know sometimes people, I have read reviews of my own stuff where it's like, um, oh, there, you know, there's no sex in this one. There's no, you know, this is really tame. And then other ones will be like, oh, this book is just, you know, almost pornographic. It says the F word four times, right? Like it's, it's a funny balance. Wow. So I, I don't know. That's don't, a trick. Well, it is. It's, it's a weird thing, right? Like you'll get, um, chastised for not writing it. And then in the next review, which is why it's so hard to read reviews and you shouldn't, but then it's yeah. like, okay, well, you know, she could add more. And it's like, and again, it just goes back to that. Okay. I'm going to write what I feel like I'm good at. Right. And even though for me, I feel like the pendulum swings towards more of that, you know, open door because maybe because I love, like, I have no problem reading. It. I love, I love, you know, I love reading everything. I just, it's not me for writing it. But right from, from the sweet point of view I feel like yeah no I'm like do they have do they have the upper hand because you know that's it's I think that there's there's immense talent in both it's hard to write a really sexy scene with nothing on the page but it's mm -hmm. also hard to write a really good sexy scene with everything on the page right what are your what are your challenges when you're not putting the sexy stuff on the on the page i'm really curious because you know i i'm i the excerpt you sent me which is really fantastic and we're going to talk about that okay. and i have i have thoughts and, <laughs> and maybe like some thoughts. assumptions you know yeah, so yeah. i i would love to hear from you like what i got you know what what's what is it what's your process there what's your for for me i think the challenge is getting enough on there because what you want to do, I mean, I love Nora Roberts. I don't know. I just, I love her. And when I read her, you know, that little dip you get in your stomach, right? Like that, mm -hmm. that you're reading it and you're like, oh, please, please do something. And it's not necessarily about, you know, reading them doing something. It's about that moment where you're just so hopeful that they will. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to get on the page with, you know, like subtle touches and glances and kisses and words and the way they're looking at each other. And it is, I think it is hard. You know, I, I have now used the word breast in a couple of my books and that was like, you know, big for me. And it, it's how to get that feeling across without actually, you know, naming the body parts or, and not because there's anything wrong with that, because it just, for me, I, I don't know. It's just that zone that I stay in and it, but it's hard to make sure that it's, it's that I want to make sure that the readers really hang on to that moment. It's like, Oh, please. Yes. Yes. And then, okay, good. They did. 
Right. right? I didn't see anything, but I know they did. <laughs> right. Like, so yeah, it's, it's hard to, to do that build up when you know that you're not actually going to let them right. see anything. I think our dogs are talking to each other. That's I'm okay. so sorry. Mine, <laughs> mine, mine are going to start talking to you because my husband's driving my daughter to work. So yeah. So everybody yeah. forgive us. We have dogs in the yeah. background today for some reason. My That's my dogs okay. are usually pretty good about staying quiet, but today they're like, no, we're going to woof. They like, <laughs> they like romance. They do. Yeah, they're waiting on the conversation. And apparently they like it sweet. Uh, yes. <laughs> good doggies. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't read a lot of sweet and I think that's just because they, I, I think they just don't show up in my algorithm. Yeah. If that yeah. makes it, you know, because I do read a lot of steam. And so I, I actually am pretty reliant on the algorithm to, you know, for the next book that I'm going to read. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so, so I'm, I'm sort of fascinated though, by how, you know, you can deliver because I'll admit, I, I feel like sometimes I use the sex as kind of a crutch. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, to convey the feelings. Yeah. And so I'm sort of curious, uh, you know, how you, you know, you as, a, as, a, as, uh, I liked wholesome. I did like that or, you yeah. know, non steamy writer yeah, yeah, are, yeah. you know, do you struggle with conveying the feelings, um, without the, uh, without that sort of level of physicality that happens in steamy or do you feel like you're able to accomplish that i i struggle to at this point i think i struggle to make it seem different than the last book that i did like sometimes it feels like there's only a certain number of ways for him to have gazed at her longingly right um so I feel like with as many books as i do have and they are all even you know in 10 rules um, they didn't actually get together till the end. And I did, I felt like I pushed it in that one as well. There's a scene where they're kissing and she's up against the door. And for me, that was like, that was, that was a big push. Um, mm. but I do think, I do think that I have a few phrases and things that I kind of rely on. So the challenge is making sure that, you know, it's different every time. Every couple is different. Yeah. Every book is different. And I want to make sure that that, you know, whether there's physicality or not, that 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 moment doesn't feel like the last moment you read in my other book or even yeah. the last moment before in that book. Right. Like, yeah. So it's, it's a lot about um, uh, about teasing about the Yeah. About I try to pay attention when I'm watching TV and stuff or God, I'm I must look like such a creeper. But when I when we're out. <laughs> We were out the. This is awful. We were out the other night, and it's such a natural thing for me. And we were we're at this place, and I'm watching people not too far from us, and it just it had that moment. And I was like all mm. giddy about it. My daughters were laughing at me. I'm like, I think they like each other. You know, one person oh. worked there, and the other person was a customer, and. But she kept talking to him, and she sat on the side of his couch, and so I end up like watching these moments and I'm like what makes me think they like each other well you know like how many times is she gonna brush her hair out of her face and you know those little moments oh, so yeah, I watch those tics. things and I think and I try to relay that in my writing okay so, yeah but yeah but and it probably just looks like I'm just stalking people but I do oh. like to watch those moments <laughs> you know she likes to watch <laughs> yeah, so. 
I just don't write about it. <laughs> and leave that to the experts. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's really fascinating, though, that you said that you struggle with, you know, making it original, making it different, because it's it, it, it just about everybody that I've talked to um, for the podcast, we talk about when we're writing the sexy bits yeah. that we struggle to make yeah. it not be repetitive from the last scene or the last book. Like, you know, it's sort of, and, and it just is, I guess it just is a different thing. It's more like positions or, yeah. you know, or even, even that sort of idea of gays. Like I, I've been sort of like tripped up by gay. Like I'm like, how many yeah. gazes are we going to have here? People yeah. like, well, let's just yeah. stop gazing. Stop looking yeah. at each other. Close your eyes. <laughs> But, but it's, it's so funny because it's the same problem. We don't want to repeat ourselves in these intimate moments. And that's like our biggest fear. Like, oh, didn't we do it that way the yes. last time? You yeah. know? <laughs> yes. Or even in the last scene, I had this conversation just a couple days ago with um, a historical writer romance friend, uh, Renee Ann Miller. And she was saying, she's like, she, you know, she's like, I hope it's okay to say this. I'm not giving anything away here. But she just said, she's like, I think I wrote this exact same scene when I did it last time. I'm like, well, you know, there's people like Jill Shalvis who, like, when I was reading Jill Shalvis religiously, they, there were, I could, because I was reading them all in a row, I could pick out lines. It's like, yep, that's a Jill Shalvis line because mm. she used one similar. And I think that rather than that being a, like a bad thing, because we do worry about it. It's like, oh, did I do this already? It's maybe that's your signature. Like, maybe that's your, you know, your signature line. Like Jill Shalvis always says, says in her books, the butt crack of dawn, right? Oh, right. Okay. And it's like, I, I only picked up on it because I read so many in a row. Right. But, you know, I don't know that unless readers are reading multiple of our books, and depending on how many books you have and things like that, I don't know that they're picking up on it. But I think there's definitely that that voice in our head all the time that I'm, oh, I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah, yeah. So funny. I caught myself. I caught um, a sentence in book one that uh in my first book that i repeated in my fourth book oh my gosh see and it's you don't i don't know didn't you don't to. even realize you're doing it right didn't mean to two different yeah. characters two different situations yeah. they just happen to say the same thing yeah yeah, yeah it was kind of wild i was like oh crap <laughs> yeah but then what made you realize that you did it like did it just jog your memory or um because in my my fourth book it actually turned out to be one of my favorite lines and yeah. one of my favorite moments and I'm going back over the first book um, for an audio version. And oh, so okay. it actually st was stuck in my head because of the fourth book, because it was yeah. one of my favorite moments in that book. And then as I'm going through the audio um, for, for book one, I was like, yeah. well, crap, I used it before. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, And I didn't use it as well. You know? oh, I, I've improved. See, that's I've, good. That's good. Yeah, I've improved. That's Look at that. Look at yeah. that. Right there, evidence. Yeah. And I do feel like, and I could be completely off base with this. Um, also fun fact, I love cozy mysteries. Oh, um, you, yes, they, are, they are the best of some several words, worlds. I absolutely adore them. Um, so I, I, I'm wondering if there's a connection between your writing romance and your writing cozies, because there is something sort of like warm and enveloping about them. For me, there absolutely is. If, if I highly recommend if somebody wants to cross genres, the, the worlds that I'm in are the best ones for it because what I love is I hate conflict, right? It, it's terrible. I mean, you need that conflict in romance or rom-com to pull the characters apart, but I don't like it. I, don't, I want them to be together all the time and just happy. 
And that doesn't make for the best story. But when you right. write a cozy mystery, the romance isn't the story. It is the side story. So you don't have to break them up. You don't have to. You can have this wonderful little mystery happening. And then you get the romance. And I get to put it in there. And it's like, ha, they're fine. <laughs> right? They are totally okay. And, you know, you can have these cute, sweet moments where the characters support each other. Or they figure things out with each other. And, you know you're kissing and all your all your things and it's like I don't ever have to pull them apart I love that that's really fantastic I need to yeah. I'm definitely going to read it. some of your cozies have you read the oh, um, thank you have you read the big ship uh big ship big shop mystery series by Ellie Alexander I have not no oh, it's wonderful I'm gonna write that down it's I wonderful she's fantastic I actually when I was writing urban fantasy I tried to do a podcast that I did but it just became a little too much back then and she and I spoke to her about it um it was just all about like I was it was a little bit too broad I think I just wanted to talk to genre writers just any yeah. genre whatever like if you're writing genre yeah. I want to talk to you and um and I talked to her and she was really fantastic and I read um I read some of her books and they were just so much fun I'll have to I'll have to read her I've been um, reading a lot of um, well, who do I I love Sarah Fox and um, Agatha Frost um, Lynn Cahoon there's so many I was part of a Facebook group of these wonderful cozy mystery authors but it, it was um, I find sometimes I find being part of those groups as an admin is a little bit hard. oh you were admitting just, oof well not yeah just one of 12 but I just you know I Again, it was one of those moments I get overwhelmed easily and I just, I, I want to focus on the writing when I'm worried about what I have to post in another group and things like that. I got really overwhelmed yeah. and so, so yeah, so I backed out of that, but there, it's just, you know, it was these 12, well, 11, including, you know, plus me, um, writers, math is not my thing. Um, <laughs> but it was so cool because there's so much talent and yeah. It's weird when you said that steam was what's usually on your radar. I always find I'm, I'm looking through Instagram or I'm on Goodreads and stuff. And I feel like I'm a really well-read person. Like I read a lot of books mm. and I go on there and like, there is, sorry, that's my no, it's okay. Um, there is so much that I haven't read. There's so much yeah. out there to explore, right? Yeah. 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 I don't think I could, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I could read all the books that I want to read that are like I don't think, yeah, no. physical books sitting in my library, yeah. you know, ebooks sitting on my Kindle. Like yeah. there's yeah. just so many, there's no way. And I'm still no. buying new ones. Yes. Yes. Because they, yeah, it's wonderful. You just, they just need to be on your shelf or on your Kindle. You just have to have them. Right? Yeah. I just want to hold them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just want to hold them. I yes, just want to hug just, them. My husband said the other day, he's like, what is going on with your, your pile of books? I'm like, you leave it alone. He's like, it's going to fall over. It's next to your bed and it's going to fall over. I'm like, not if you don't touch it. It's just fine. Just leave it there. I like looking at them. I don't know how many I'm going to read, but they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> now I've got them next to my bed on the floor beside my bed. Yeah. I've yeah. Got <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's wonderful. I love it. I love it. I posted a picture earlier this summer because I have this absolutely gorgeous dining room table. I love it so much. I had, before we moved in this house, all I ever wanted was like a table that took up an entire room. And so I have a nine foot dining room table. I love and it. And we never eat at it, ever. <laughs> like Christmas, 
and when we have friends over because <laughs> it's always it's covered in books and writing stuff and pens and yep. notebooks and and I just love it like I love walking into a room and being like oh there's a nice book I'm not yeah. going to read right now but there's a whole bunch of choices I know my husband's always yelling at me because I always have so much paper yes. and he's like don't you you know you're on the computer all day why do you have all this paper and paper's I'm like, wonderful because <laughs> I love my paper I love my yes. notebooks I yep. love my I, I just I like yeah. that I like I having do too. it and pens and pens yes, yes. and pens I love yep. my pens I, yes. can't, I can never have enough really fun pens. no it's wonderful so <laughs> now, you know what my dining room <laughs> table looks like full of pens and books and no food <laughs> that sounds really yeah that sounds yeah really nine feet of it it's now. great but yeah I mean you have you have a lot going on because you've got under your name Jody Halford you've got a bunch of series, your contemporary romance I series, do, yeah. plus your cozies. And yep. then you have Sophie. Yes. Who is yeah. now, did you, now I'm curious, why did you go with, because your, your writing's still sweet. So why did you go with a, um, that a was, on that, one? that was St. Martin's. So when I signed the deal with St. Martin's, which oh, I can't, it was, it was like the dream moment for me, right? Like the big yeah. five press. And, um, I have a wonderful editor and they are just a fantastic house. But when they were reading through and stuff and, you know, they go, they go to acquisitions and they read with their team and stuff when they came back and said, you know, we love this and stuff. But some of the things we're considering is we want to make you stand out. We want to put you in with, the, it is rom-com versus romance and cozy mystery, which I didn't truly understand the nuances of how that was different at the time but they said you know we want to we want to launch you as a debut author because i have like 25 books out already they wanted me to stand out in in a market that is really heavy with wonderful writers so hmm. they suggested a pen name and i was like okay well this is you know that's fine you know when you do things you're like okay this sounds good and you never really understand the implications of mm -hmm. it yeah. and it's been wonderful but it's a little bit weird for me and i mean you have a pen name as well so i don't know if you feel this but i'll go on line and see something and then I'm like oh hey that's me right like <laughs> or or when I'm in a in a I did a um like another interview and she's like right Sophie I'm like who Sophie yeah. So, uh, yeah. oh me who? yes who? sorry who? And who then I, yeah and I was on a clubhouse chat and someone was like oh yeah I loved Sophie Sullivan's book and I was like did you mean me yeah. <laughs> Right? Like it's, it's this weird thing that I didn't think of all these different things that happened, but yeah, it's been a really, um, it's, I mean, for me, it's been a really positive experience. Right. Um, it's opened me up to a whole new world of readers and bookstagrammers and Instagrammers and people have been so lovely and it's, yeah, it's, I've had nothing but positive, um, positive things come of having a pen name but I could see how it'd be a little bit tricky and there's you know I don't know if you've read Brie Baker she's a cozy mystery writer she has like four pen names she's amazing by the way see, um this is this is how do you manage kind of, yeah well this is what I was going to ask you are you uh, do you have everything I, like do you just promote Sophie's books under Jody or do you promote Jody under Sophie or do or do you have two different like, well, uh, I have IGs two. And, okay, I have two have of two. everything. Um, okay. I do have a publicist who helps me with my social media for Jody. So I end up probably neglecting that one a little. 
Um, if I'm going to post usually, typically, and, and I, the crossover happens all the time because I forget, but um, <laughs> if, I, if I'm going to post my daughters, I try to post on Jody, but then I'm like, well, they're still Sophie's daughters too. And so, you know, I end up posting, I, I thought, oh, I'll just keep Sophie Sullivan all professional stuff, but it's like, you know what, people wouldn't... People yeah, want to know who you are. So yeah, I yeah. end up having that crossover, but then it feels kind of funny, right? It's like, I just posted this on Jody Olford. How much attention do I need, right? I'm right. going <laughs> to post this on Sophie Sullivan now. But my, um, my, my um, assistant helps me with, so she'll post, you know, those daily things for Jody Holford, funny memes and book gifts and things like that. And right. then for Sophie, I tend to, I, I do most of that myself. Um, but yeah, I have two, I have two Facebooks, two newsletters, two Instagrams, and it's okay for the, you know, on your phone with the social media, it's really simple to go back and forth. That's not a big deal, but Mm. I do find when I get those, I, I try to do a monthly newsletter. I do find trying to make the content different and build a new, you know, Sophie's newsletter is not read widely. I think there's like, you know, 14 followers or something. It's hard to do that, right? To right. give them content they want to make it different than what you're getting as Jody Holford. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a trick to that. Do you do both? Um, well, my other my, because the other I uh, the the other name I write under uh, is an urban urban fantasy. Okay. And I've been really focused on romance, so that name has kind of gone gone dormant. So I, yeah. I was probably and I'm probably just going to leave that series at this point. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I feel like I've kind of outgrown it. It was like my first, it's my first. And yeah. as much as I love it, I think that I've moved, it's time to move on. Yeah. And I had a spinoff idea for a really long time. And now I think, um, and I've actually got that going, um, a, sh- a sort of novella going into an anthology. Oh, nice. Um, I'm not sure when that's coming out. It was part of like a Kickstarter thing. Yeah, that's fun. Um, so I, and I, put, I actually put that under my romance name and I, you know, and I was like, you know, maybe I'm just, because I just think it's too hard. You know, you have a day job. I have a day job. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, there are only so many hours in the day and I don't think it's that I true. can juggle successfully yeah. juggle two different names. No, I really don't. And, and that's, yeah. And that's, that's part of the whole TikTok thing too, right? It's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I can jump back and forth on Instagram just with the push of the button. I, I'm managing it's, it's working. Maybe I'm not getting as many followers. Maybe I'm, you know, I could be exploding on TikTok, but this is what I can keep up with. And, you know, I, I mean, I think I can keep doing it simply because I have a little bit of help with it, but yeah, I think you just have to kind of, you can, we try so hard to do everything. And in the end, the writing will suffer because of that. Right. 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 Um, I'd like to jump back for a second when you're, um, your publisher suggested the pen name and that you had, you had mentioned that um, there was a difference between the contemporary romance that you were writing at, under Jody and the rom-com. And I just would love for you to sort of like t- talk about yeah. that a little bit. What, what did that, yeah, what well, did they mean? What did that mean to you? Like, what, what is the difference? Cause I kind of figured kind of the same thing. That's, and you know, it's funny because I've been, I've been trying, I was, I was unsure if I wanted to write another romance as Jodie Holford right now. Mm-hmm. And then, so I was like, oh my gosh, do I know how to write romance? So I was actually looking up the differences between them and, you know, which is no hardship looking up rom-coms versus romance and things like that. And for them, when they first, when I first started writing, so 10 Rules is about, you know, when I started, I had this moment, um, 
she is severely, severely um, anxiety ridden and she, it's mostly social anxiety is a big thing for her. And so she's a producer on a radio station and the worst thing that could ever happen to her in her mind happens where she blurts out her failed love life on the air. Oh, and so, <laughs> yeah, I, it, that would kill me. Yes. <laughs> it, would, it would, right? Like I was like, oh my God, what would be the worst thing that could happen? And so she does this and she's just mortified. Not only does she do this, but then she ends up to save the radio station and the ratings and all these things. She ends up basically dating listeners. And so it's huge for her. But when I wrote that, when I started that, I had that scene, right? Like, this is what I had. And then when I, you know, then it was like, okay, well, write a few more chapters, show us what you've got. And I did that. And then my editor said, okay, well, let's see a little more of her on the page first. It's, you know, in a romance. And this is, maybe I can't isolate the specific things about the rom-com. But what I can say is that in a romance, which is what she said to me, you've got those key beats, those markers, right? It's like at 25%, they're going to kiss. At 50%, they're going to get all the way together. And it's going to be like, oh, this is wonderful till 75%. And right. then they're going to hit that dark moment. And then it's going to get better at the end. So you have those key markers. And with romance or with rom-com, it's a little bit different because I really needed to set up this, who this Everly is. And if you're thinking about, um, if you're thinking about a rom-com movie, like say the proposal or something, and even in just the opening scenes where there's no talking, they set up who those characters are. You know Sandra Bullock is not a nice person. You know that Ryan Reynolds is, um, you know, right. doing all her bidding. So that's kind of what's happening. Um, it's not about them being together. He clearly hates her at the beginning, right? right. Whereas in a romance, you, you get them on page together as quickly as possible they you know i've read everything from on the first page to the first five pages get them together that's who the love interest is and when i do the rom-com that's not what it was about it was about establishing who everly was and what is the what is the difference if she blurted this out on the, on screen right and right. when we introduced chris it was interesting because he she She's very, when you're, when you're socially anxious, you're so sure that everybody is looking at you thinking what's wrong with you. You look awful. You sound awful. You're dumb. And so it was really hard because she's, she thinks he dislikes her. So to, in a romance, it would be so straightforward. It's like, oh, you know, their eyes met, right? That gaze again across the thing and the heat's there. But with this, it was like, you know, she's in her head. She's worrying about, oh my God, what did I do? Great. Now my boss is here. He doesn't like me. Oh, he does kind of look good today, but whatever, right? Like right. It's, it's, it's setting setting up those moments, but it right. not being it had it. She had to be aware of him physically because he is going to be the love interest, but not as quickly as say with the romance. I could be totally wrong. I could be doing this wrong. So, but this no. is my uh, this no, is no, my no. understanding, this, right? No, like, no, no. This makes total sense to me. So yeah, yeah, so yeah, so when I so when I do the rom com, so I was trying to write this new book as a romance. Like, okay, um, he they have to meet right away, and then I decided it would be a rom com. So I was like, well, they don't have to talk right away, right? Like, right, right. So yeah, so it's just kind of establishing those boundaries, and I think romance has such clearly defined um, points, right? Like, you know mm -hmm. what you're getting. You know yeah. they're gonna kiss soon. Which I think was hard because people said, you know, all oh, they in in a rom com. Well, with ten rules, and there's me reading my reviews again. People are like they don't kiss till the end. This is, you know, it takes too long. It's so slow burn. But if you look at any rom com, I mean, 
yeah, the proposal is a little different, but a lot of them, they don't, they don't, they don't get together till yeah, the end. Yeah. Right. There's, there's like, a lot of like slapstick that goes on. Beforehand yeah. Two and, weeks notice. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, missed opportunity, mistaken identity, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, 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 that's true. But, you know, it's very funny because I always thought my understanding of sweet was you only got one kiss. Ah, that's Hallmark sweet. Ah. (laughs) I really, yeah, Hallmark is this, this, this thing of its, its, its own entity, right? And it is, it is like all those moments that lead up to that kiss. That's Mm -hmm. what you're leading up to. Um. And, but yeah, it's a different kind of sweetness again, because it is really like, you know, your hands are touching while you're baking gingerbread cookies and that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard. I, I, I really, I don't, don't know that there's any easy way to convey the emotion two people feel when they're falling for each other or learning each other. Right. Like right. I don't think any of the roots are easy. Right. No matter how dirty we got. No, none. Yeah. Right. Like. <laughs> exactly right like I can't imagine I mean for me maybe it was easy for Tessa Bailey to write those scenes but me that would be so hard right and I that pun was not intended it just like it It just worked out that way it just worked out that way right so I can't imagine that you know I don't know I I I I would never say oh yeah well it's a lot easier if you can put the sex on the page because for me I don't think it is and I know that the writers that that I know that put the sex on the page, it's not easy for it's them. Not, it's not easy for me. Either. Right? Like, yeah. And again, it's the same things that you struggle as much as I do with how do you make it different? How do you make it new for the reader? Yeah. yeah. And also, how do you convey, uh, you know, because I, I, I know for me when I write the naughty bits, I get, I can get a little too zoomed in on the, on the choreography and yep. forget about the emotional yes. parts of it. Yes. I saw an author, oh my gosh, this made me laugh. I don't even know who it was. It was on Twitter. I think it was on Twitter at the time. Um, and she posted a picture of Barbie dolls. She's like, people always ask how I work out the choreography. This is how. And she uses <gasps> no, Barbie dolls. That's a great it was idea. hilarious. I was like, that <laughs> is so good. I mean, we are all a little bendier than Barbie dolls, but still, that is perfect. <laughs> you get the right? idea for you sure. Do, oh, my God. I isn't love that, brilliant? that idea. Yeah, it that was is hilarious. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That is like, absolutely okay. genius. I can't imagine, though. I can't imagine. Yeah, I can totally. Kids walking totally in. See, what do you yeah. do, Mom? What do you do? No, I can totally nothing. see myself getting yeah. sidetracked yeah. with the Barbies. Maybe little <laughs> Lego figurines, right? I'm really into Lego right now. Ross and Rachel are enjoying each other right now. They're kissing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to get to your scene. Okay. Um, what, what is this from? What, 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 what book is this from? I believe I sent you the um, snippet of Ben and Annie from... Yes, it's um, Ben and Annie. It is from Home is Where the Body Is, which... I I recently, well, I guess I don't even know when. It's been a while now. I signed a three-book deal with Thule Publishing. Um, I love their Cozy Mysteries. Candace Havens has just the most adorable Cozy Mysteries with them. So I was really excited to sign on with them. Um, The first book doesn't actually come out until next August, though. It's called Home is Where the Body Is. And um, Annie Annie has, like, the best setup ever because her parents have decided to use their retirement to sail around the world, but they've also just moved into a, a oceanside house and they want someone to house sit it. Oh, so that's, it's like the, wow. yeah, it's wonderful. So she's there in this tiny little town 
and she stumbles upon a murder. Well, actually, what happens beforehand is she is, um, she hears these weird noises in the garage and she's kind of freaked out and she's not sure if it's a raccoon or what. And it's a tiny little town, so she doesn't know who to call. So she calls the local vet and Ben shows up and he's quite amused by, you know, this girl who's from Portland, way bigger city than they're in. And she's, her, her fears are, um, are interesting to him. It's pretty funny to him because she's clearly a city girl. So. Okay. <laughs> so this has not been released yet. So this is sort it of has like not. Oh, no, this is sort I of like a sneak peek. It oh, is. is. So it's a complete cool. sneak peek. Yeah. This is so cool. So yeah. where are we in the story? Can you set this up a little bit for us? Um, can you remind me? Ben is walking through the door. There's a coffee table. Somebody set a table for them. It's like. Oh, yeah. Okay. She has so that's, bruises. I don't yeah, know why she has yeah. bruises. So that's, yeah. that's close to the end of the book. And it's okay. that moment where it's the the lovely thing about cozies is you know they're going to get together. Be, it doesn't matter which book. You know that they're going to have a love interest. And before this happens, and I do tend to throw the romance into the cozy mysteries way earlier than most people would like, but I love it. So, <laughs> um, you know, usually some people it's by book five, they're finally together and stuff. And, and that's wonderful too. It makes me anticipate it. But for me, it, Ben and Annie knew early on, it was like, okay, this is instant chemistry. Um, I'm equally fascinated and amused by you. And so they knew they liked each other. But of course, you're, they're in that moment where they're pret not pretending they don't like each other, but just kind of trying to focus on the fact that there's murder happening and, you know, mm. she's been hurt and things like that. But the fun part is, obviously, other people see the sparks between them, too. So her very nosy, pushy neighbor, um, she's had a very rough day and I won't give that away, but decides, you know, to give them a little nudge. So says you know there's dinner in the kitchen for you guys and she just really wants to fall into bed and she is sore and tired and doesn't want him to leave and she doesn't know how to say all those things and they walk into the kitchen and you know it's kind of sad for them because obviously their sparks are not invisible right okay cool this is great setup that was thank you you're welcome um so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna read i'm gonna be yeah. reading um it was a short excerpt you sent so i'm just yes. gonna read the yep. whole thing so yep Buckle sure. up, everybody. I'm Here ready. we go. Okay. When Ben walked them to the door, he came. When Ben walked them to the door, he came back, sat on the coffee table, sat on the coffee table across from Annie. How are you really doing? He took her hand, ran his fingers over the bruises on her wrist. I'm tired, really tired. I thought I was good at figuring these things out, but I was blindsided. With one hand, he tucked her hair behind her ear, studying the bruise on her chin. He ran a finger along it gently. It wasn't your job to figure it out. You'll feel better after a good sleep. It was going to take more than a solid 12 hours to erase the memories of today. Ben's fingers grazed Annie's neck. She had bruises everywhere, but when he looked at her the way he was now, she couldn't feel them. His face inched close enough that she could feel his, his warm breath when he spoke. Our town is gonna to seem pretty boring after all of this. Annie lifted her chin just a bit, putting them in the perfect position for seeing if this chemistry was real. Somehow I doubt it. It's over now, and I'm definitely not bored. They must have moved at the same time, because with the next breath, there, were, there was no more space between them. His hand cupped her head, fingers tangling softly in her hair as they kissed. He pulled back before she would have, pressing a kiss to the center of her forehead. Her soft smile spread warmth through her entire body. 
Let's get you something to eat. He stood holding her hand. I'm not sure I'll eat much, but something smells good. They walked to the kitchen where Annie stopped, stared at the table. When she glanced at Ben, she saw it was once again his turn to blush. He dropped her hand so he could run it through his hair. I didn't know she set the table. Annie stepped forward to where Mar Margie had left two places, had set two places, wine glasses and candles creating an obvious ambiance. The candles flickered softly, reflecting off the glass and the darkness settling outside. She looked at Ben, then stepped closer to him. Putting her arms around him, she rested her head on his chest. His arms, close, his arms closed around her like they belonged there, like they fit. I'm glad you're okay, he whispered against her hair. Me too. She wasn't sure how long they stood there, but when they stepped apart, Annie felt calmer. She sat while Ben served them. Then they talked over candlelight about anything and everything except neighbors or murder. You have such a great voice. You should read audiobooks. Uh, as I'm like tripping over words. That I'm no, but you have you. such a great voice. Oh my God, thank yeah, you. You do. It's awesome. <laughs> I got it. Okay. One of the things that really stood out to me while I was reading through this um, was touch. Mm -hmm. There, there was a lot of touch. He took her hand. I think, I think I counted like six instances yeah. in one page. He takes her hand, you know, tucks hair behind her ear, yeah. studies the bruise, grazing her neck. Like there's a lot of, of gentle touch happening mm -hmm. that is really kind of expressing those feelings that like, I mean, at this point I would have legs tangled and yeah. <laughs> Oh, Annie wanted to, but Ben's innocent. Yeah. <laughs> ben was like, no, no, we're yeah, taking yeah, our time. Yeah. yeah. Let's, have, let's have dinner. <laughs> so, so that was the thing that sort of jumped out to me where I said, ah, okay, I see where the intimacy is now being conveyed in a much more subtler way. Yeah. And I think it's about just conveying on the page. And I don't know, this is just popped in my head, but for he has to show he cares through everything but following through. And I think in a lot of the um, romances or the, you know, the steamy romances I've read, you've got that alpha male, right? Mm -hmm. And he doesn't know how to convey that, right? So that's the sex is the, the not, I mean, it's not the only way they show they care, but it's always in those subtle things that people do, right? Yeah. It's, you know, this, the, the, on the page is fun to read and it's, it's great, but it's the way he holds her after that hooks the audience. It's the way he, you know, grabs her a glass of water or the way he, you know, kisses that bruise on her mm, wrist. It's, yeah. you know, like it's, it's those other moments. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. that really convey, I think that emotion regardless of steam or sweet. Right. Right. And I, I completely agree because even though like in a steamier Part, we're gonna have like you know hard this and wet yeah. that right yeah. Yeah. but but ultimately what it is conveying um and it's actually not through the choreography but through mm. the various ways of touch and yeah. then and the, the way they know each other right? yeah the way they know each other the way that they respond to each other's, mm -hmm. you know, bodies and the yeah. way, you know, and the things that they do say to each other, even if it is the moment of passion. And yes. then afterwards, it's about the aftercare as well. Yes. And sort of, you know, what happens with the pillow talk, so yeah. to speak. You yeah. Know? 
Yeah. But I think you can still convey it clearly without any of that going on as you've sort of expressed here. Yeah. I mean, the, and, and for me, like if I was a different kind of writer and again, I really admire, like I couldn't pull off this, the, the truly steamy scenes, but I think, you know, it, I don't think it would, it would for the cozy mystery reader take away if you threw a sex scene in there. But for me, when I'm reading, it's like, okay, I, I, I would be okay transferring to that sexy moment if it was written properly. So for me, when I'm writing, it's not because it's just because, you know, so many years ago, my agent just said, you know, if you can't, if you can do it well, do it. If you can't, then leave it to the experts. And, and I don't think at all that was a, you know, cause people can change and grow and I'm certainly writing better than I, I did when I started. It wasn't about, you know, you can't do this. It was about, you know, just be true to what feels right to you. Right. And for me, it's, you know, stopping where they hug. Yeah. You know, in the, in the next book, Ben wakes up at Annie's house. I'm pretty sure people know what happened. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> he slept on the couch. He slept no. on the couch. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the, the neighbor chaperoned. But, you know, like, I just, I'd rather give that. It needs to be there for me because I want that. I want that intimacy. You know, it's, I can't write the scene of what they did before he woke up in the bedroom, but they woke up in the bedroom together and he got her coffee. And so there's that, right? Now, have you tried? I have. See, like, you can't see me, but I'm like almost blushing already. Are you blushing? You just can't do it. You know what? It's funny because I didn't, I I swear on the page in, not in Cozy Mysteries, but in my other books when it feels authentic to the character. But I am a a teacher and my staff, when I I worked at one school for 10 years and we were very, very close, but they used to tease me so much. They used to try, they used to write down dirty words, you know, the kind of words that you probably use. And they tell, you know, for body parts and stuff. And they try to get me to say them in the staff room. And I, I can't even, I'm blushing right now talking about it. I don't even know why. Oh right? my God, this like, gives I, whole new meaning to hot for teacher at the moment yes! right now. So I'm just right? like, So there's that. And then it's so funny because I couldn't say them. I just, it's ridiculous. And then this summer, my oldest daughter is 18. My youngest daughter is 15. Started watching Schitt's Creek. And of course I crack up every time they use the F word because down is just ridiculous and adorable and funny but they think it's so silly that I laugh right and so then I was like because I don't swear because I'm like a you know I sound like a 12 year old Disney princess and it, <laughs> I decided that it's funny so my teenagers didn't like it at first but like they you know those te- I don't know if you have teenagers but those oh, moments do. where it's like you can't win here right like yeah. there's, you're having a conversation that has gone in so many circles you're dizzy and mm-hmm. I'm like fuck then my daughter I can't believe I just said that on this thing but I whispered it but my daughters would be like like it would just crack them up and my husband would be like what just happened so I said COVID was the year I learned to swear oh like it was because we're stuck in this house together there's so many of these conversations and on the few times we've been able to go see my mom who was like swore like a a drunk sailor like my whole life all my whole life like she I love it me watch, she wouldn't let me watch Eddie Murphy and Matt thought my husband thought that was the funniest thing because one of our Christmas videos it was f this and f that and it was all happy <laughs> but so they thought it was funny so when my daughters go up there they're like you should see how much my mom swears and she's like okay uh-huh yep like nobody believes them but it's just like no 
this is this is uh, the year of swearing. So I'm trying trying to make it natural, but even when it comes out, I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I just say? You dropped an f bomb before I, I did. did. It was hilarious, I did, right? which is so great because usually I'm salty. I am so yeah. salty, and I've held back on this. On this. Yeah, no, and I'm not right. And then my cheeks are sore now because I can't stop like giggling because I'm ridiculous, right? Like. <laughs> this is perfect. I absolutely yeah. love this. This is fantastic. Yeah, so. I feel like I'm corrupting you. It's you great. Corrupting. <laughs> well, I... So funny though. I'm di- I'm kind of dying to know. Do you remember the first romance book that you read? And I'm kind of curious if it was steamy or if it was sweet. Okay, I'll tell you two things. I'll okay. tell you the first romance I read, but the first one I consider actual romance. And I don't mean any disrespect to the writers when I say that. The first romance I read was Heaven by Victoria Anders or V.C. Anders. Okay, okay. Okay, so there was stuff in that. I was 11 years old and it was like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? Oh. Right? So there was stuff in it, but it was like I had no comprehension or understanding of what it was. I just knew it was fun to read. Um, <laughs> but the first time I actually read a romance book, it was Nora Roberts. And okay. um, she has varying levels of steam. And yes. this one had, you know, some heat, but not a huge amount. Like certainly not, um, you know, nowhere near Fifty Shades. It was one of the Chesapeake Bay series. Okay. And, you know. It was that it was I can still feel it like I was reading it. It's funny. We were we were on strike as teachers and I was reading it. Right. We're sitting out there in the cold and I'm reading this book and I'm I've got that look that I have on my face right now. Like, I hope nobody's watching me read this. (laughs) Right. And I just it was so good. And I didn't want anyone to talk to me. And it just it was so good. It was just it was awesome. I just and I just love Nora Roberts. So and the only reason I say that that really was my first is because I had no comprehension really of what a romance was. Right. 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 At, at a young age, you know, when you're reading Sweet Valley High and well, I guess those were romances too at the time. I think at the time they were. I mean, I guess yeah. they were kind of like YA romances, right? Yeah. And yeah. then there was so, an, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there was another series that um, Isabel Jolie, uh, who I had on oh. another author uh, ages ago, she, she reminded me of of this series and now I can't remember what it was. And I started, and I started going, Oh my God, I read that series. and I had completely yeah. forgotten about it. And it was uh, yeah. not connected, but something was a through line between all of them. I don't remember what, uh, but there was sort of sports angles and one was ice skating okay, and yeah. one was swimming and yeah. football and yeah. And I don't remember what it was now, but yeah, yeah I think those were romances, yeah, so but of the sort of more, more Thanks, Francine Pascal. I think it was Francine Pascal. Yeah, thank yes. you. There you go. She introduced me to romance. I yeah, thought it was Nora. Th- <laughs> <laughs> but in truth, it was Francine. Yeah. It was Francine. Yeah. It yeah. Was Francine. Huh. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> yeah, I, did. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. <laughs> so, um, Jody, I'm almost calling like Jody, Sophie. I'm calling you both yeah, names. Yes, you can whatever you like. Yes. Um, what What is coming up for you? I know you've got um, January 22. You've got How to Love Your Neighbor. Yes, I'm excited about that. So if anyone's read um, Ten Rules for Faking It, Noah is the main, the hero's brother, and okay. he pops in for comedic relief. And 
he, this is his book. And so that's coming out January 18th, 2022. It's so weird because, you know, we were talking earlier about how it seems so far away. People, lots of people have already read this book. It seems bizarre to me that, you know, I noticed that there it. were reviews on Goodreads already. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, wait, so wait, how does that happen? I yeah. So I get, you know, else, advanced yeah. copies and yeah, so it's coming out January uh, 18th, 2022. I also have um, August, I'm not sure what day in August, but August 2022 will be my first cozy mystery from Truly. Which so is it'll be neat to start um, a brand new series because Britain Bay is no longer. Um, I did four books in that series, but that one's um, done. So it'll be really fun to start something new. But that's that's next year. And then I guess after, I'm, I mean, I'm working on things, right? Like I'm right. working on uh, several things that I hope to pitch to my editor and I'm actually working on a picture book as well. Um, oh, wow. I like to I like to write everything. I really that's well, awesome. except steamy apparently. Uh, apparently not steamy, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, steamy, not paranormal, not fantasy, not you know. But I do I do have a few interests. I do you know I and I like that. I like that. Um, I like that there's options in this world. Well, yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, we're gonna hang out with you. Us, yeah, steamy folks. Like, we'll hang yeah. out. We'll totally hang yes. out. <laughs> yes, that was that's good. I like it. Right, and, and it's nice. And you don't, I know you don't do TikTok, but where is your favorite, favorite place to hang out on the internet? I'm really enjoying Instagram right now. So yeah. I, you know, that's where I'm on there. Like I physically, like I'm staring at my phone waiting for somebody to Love Instagram something. me. I yeah. don't know how that happens, but <laughs> you know, I'm like, Hey, nobody's notified me of anything today. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I like it. Twitter's a funny place right now. I do go on Facebook all the time, it, you know. I'm not on Snapchat or anything, but I am definitely on Instagram. I am on Twitter. Um, I check it every day. I check my Facebook every day. Um, uh, sorry, my, part of my family's home. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, my, um, you know, my newsletter, every now and again, I get these emails from, I don't know if you can hear them. They're being ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I get these emails from people like, I really love your book. And I'm like, I can't believe you emailed me. I love that. So, I know. Yeah, we I'm love emails. Awesome. It's so amazing. Like you actually went to my website and emailed me. Yeah. So I always, you know, I always make sure I respond to that. I've been doing this fun little thing with my newsletters where I ask a question and then, you know, I'm just giving away stickers and stuff because yeah. I like those things. But um, it's like a little question and then they answer it. I'm like, I love that you took the time to answer me, you know, and so I respond to that and stuff. But yeah. yeah, I know. I've got an email conversation going with a reader who I think is sorry she engaged. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I think we're just sitting here alone or something waiting for someone yeah. to reach out, right? Because you have a family and people like me in real life, but I want to talk to you. I was like, wait, <laughs> tell me more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's like, okay, stop. Yeah. yeah, stop. Okay, so I met this author online and she's a little nuts. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we all are. That's what they're learning. <laughs> so, and if we weren't before COVID, we are now. We absolutely are now. No, Jody, no. thank you so much for being here. This was a super fun conversation. It was wonderful. Thank you so much. I can't wait to look up your books. So, oh, thank you. They're steamy. Okay. That's good. I like You'll it. You'll blush straight it. through them. Yeah. Yep. yep. I will enjoy. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the episode. Sign up to get email alerts when a new one goes live at lgreco.rocks. And don't forget to five star us on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. See you next time.